You're listening to 2GB and 4BC. Merrick Watts filling in for Luke Davis this evening. And uh, next week, the 61st TV Week Logie Awards will take place on the Gold Coast uh, on the Sunday, June the 30th. And one of the people who's nominated for the big gong, the Gold Logie, and this has surprised everybody in every circle, including showbiz and circles, because we're all going, what? How uh, is my next guest from Sunrise there, fantastic weatherman and all-round top bloke, Sam Mack. Welcome to the show. Merrick, thank you, mate. Thank you very much for having me on. I've got to be upfront with you. I've, I've purely, the only reason I agreed and wanted to do this chat was to hear what you sound like on Talkback Radio. This is really amusing to me. Yeah. How many minutes of Talkback have you done so far? Um, just the three. Um, and it's been going... And, uh, so the, ph- the phones are not obviously not lighting up. You've oh, got no. on the line just to fill a few minutes. Is that what's going on No, here? they are running cold, and as a result, we <laughs> we got you. So, uh, mate, it's great to have you on the show. In all seriousness, congratulations on being nominated for the Gold Logie, but obviously you're incredibly surprised that with your level of talent that you've been nominated for this award. <laughs> I'm incredibly surprised with my level of talent that I'm even on TV. So that, like, that's, just, that's the biggest surprise to me. The fact that I'm now uh, in the upper echelons of um, you know TV in Australia is really exciting. And the way that it happened, the backstory is I'd been in Japan for work for a couple of weeks and I got back and they said, look, for the Monday show, just come into um, Martin Place. And then they surprised me. So Kosti and Sam and the rest of the Sunrise team surprised me with the campaign. They had printed T-shirts, they had printed hats, they had uh, political-style campaign posters, and their whole catchphrase, which was actually quite brilliant, was to Mac the Logies great again. Oh. So I'm a big pun enthusiast, so I was on board with that straight away. And I had a team of eight people there who were my new staff members who were going to be campaigning for me, and six of them had no idea who I was. So the first Unreal. half an hour was me explaining that oh, I'm a weatherman, I'm on Channel 7, oh, that's my face on the T-shirt you're wearing. Mm-hmm. And then somehow it's worked because I'm now nominated. So how does the nomination process work? Do you have to get people to nominate you to be nominated? Is that the way it works? So the way it works is there's uh, what they call a long list. So they have a long list for each category. It must have been long and forgot to you, mate. Seriously, I'm surprised I'm not on there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. A very, very long list. And then from there, the public can vote. Yep. So obviously enough people voted to get me through to, yeah, the, the nominee phase. Well, that's uh, mate, you're in great company. Of course, uh, Tom Gleeson, who um, he, he managed to win Grant Denyer a gold uh, Logie last year when he didn't deserve it. So, I mean, look, it's set a, a beautiful precedent. <laughs> Well, it would be embarrassing for Tom if he wasn't to win it this year because if he can win it for someone else but not for himself, that's concerning. Yeah, true, true. Do you normally go to the Logies, Sam? You know, it's, it's a just as a, a, a member of the Channel Seven uh, stables. Do you go each year? Yeah, I've been for the last couple of years. In fact, last year I was lucky enough to sit next to uh, Ray Ma, aka Alf Stewart. He's great, and um, that was exciting on a number of levels. Like number one, because he's a real, actual showbiz celebrity. Mm. So I was pretty pumped to be next to him. Number two, they do a lot of cutaways to the real celebrities. So I made sure that my seat was like literally centimeters away from his, so that if there was any cutaway, at least my shoulder would get in shot, and it did. That's great. You should just yeah, that's it. Just always be walking around the back of really famous people. Just like as if oh I'm just getting up to go and get a drink, but it's table service, but then you just walk past them and your head's in shot. That's the way to do it. And when if yeah. if somebody does win an award, just be clapping in the background there. That's always a good 
Good yeah, trick. and be like, I've always been a huge fan of Better Homes and Gardens. Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm on their table. Of course, that's why you're there, mate. You were. I know you like the occasional tipple. You're not certainly not a heavy drinker, or not recently. Um, do you do you <laughs> indulge in a drink when you're at the uh, the Logies? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's like a test match. You know, you've got to book out a, a week off work to kind of enjoy the. I think they award the gold leg at about eight a.m. So you can't go for the long haul. Pack a lunch. Uh, it is a long process. I've been fortunate enough to be uh, at several logies, and um, I, to be honest, Sam, I don't. I, I like a drink too, but I've I don't drink at awards nights because it makes a long night longer and uh, yeah. the other thing too is that I always feel like there's always a human what I call a human shield which is usually somebody who works in a, a small locally produced drama and they're, they're a young person with little world experience and you know what they like to do they like to get blotto and then do a vom <laughs> and I, I like them to take all the attention on the evening so I just go you know what I don't think I'll be the hazard this evening. Yeah, I think that's actually a pretty good strategy. But um, look, I guess we all cope with it in different ways. This is a, a unique year for us because um, the entire Sunrise team uh, will be going, including the cash cow, which is, which is Amazing. very exciting. So, yeah, we're all on board. Well, the cash cow better not drink too much milk, um, A, because it's too old for it, and uh, B, because if you have to go and do a whiz and get in and out of that suit in the bathrooms at the uh, at the at the star you're going to struggle yeah but what a great cover-up if you need to smuggle something into the logies <laughs> which people do let's not go into that detail mate well another thing that people might not necessarily know about you sam mac is that you are you're a tremendous sports fan and particularly um of soccer aren't you i am yeah i played um at the age of five i was lucky enough to represent Australia at schoolboy level, so toured internationally, and, and I'm a huge fan. I'm still involved with the game, emceeing and, and watching, and yeah, yeah, big fan. So how did you, con- you know, you, obviously at some point you realised your career in soccer was over, and you moved into show business. How did, in all seriousness, Sam, how did you kind of find your way into show business after having such a focus on, on you know, a sport? Well, even while I was training, I trained with the South Australian Sports Institute and was, you know, very competitive, um, getting paid to play and training, you know, five nights a week. So I took it very, very seriously. And the goal was to become a professional player. Um, but even while I was doing that, you know, while I was in school, for example, I was making videos, making, you know, radio productions. So it was something that you know, media was always there. It just wasn't the priority at that phase. And then I think when I started to realise around 18, 19, that I wasn't quite at the level, like I was doing well, but not quite at the level you're going to make a career of it, I started to sort of push more towards the, all right, well, let's study a radio course. Let's, you know, try to make more TV. Let's do community TV. Just do whatever it was to get experience. And I was lucky enough to get some radio experience just doing, like, producing in the overnight shifts and Mm -hmm. things like that and just chipped away, really. It's... um, you know what it's like. You've got to kind of take any gig that's going and, and try to just own it and be good to work with and hope that it leads to other things and climb your way through. Yeah, look, all jokes aside, you've got uh, an excellent reputation in the uh, in the industry, both in radio and in, telev- in television, for oh, you know, excellent. just for being a good bloke, which is why you know you'll get so close to winning that Logie. Um, but oh, mate, I appreciate that, and I know mm. that you'll edit that part out of the interview. But um, no, that does mean <laughs> a lot to me. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's, it's oh, what we're live. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I think you've got some of those. You know, when I see you on Sunrise, you've definitely got some of those um, uh, well-worn attributes that you pick up in radio. You know, you're able to communicate with people. You're you're very friendly towards the general public, and it's really sincere. And I think it's that sincerity that you learn as a broadcaster. Because if you're not sincere in radio, you will probably have a pretty short career. You get exposed quite quickly, I think. But you've able to take oh, that yeah. sincerity and put it on the screen absolutely well i think that um this role in particular is you can't be a fraud in this role like we are i say this to people all the time the thing about this weather role is that we are actually at people's cricket clubs we're at Mm. their schools we're at their house we're at their workplaces and you're not just there for the 10 minutes or 20 minutes that you're on tv you're there for the whole morning with them so you're speaking to them off air you're trying to find out who's a good person to chat to and you can't fake that after a while. And, and yeah, I actually love that part of the role. You do, yeah, you do get good. And, and the radio thing is, I think, one of the biggest strengths for people who go into TV after doing radio is that I feel that radio teaches you to listen. The yep. best people on radio are the good listeners who, who hear a caller say something or hear a guest say something mm-hmm. and are willing to throw out the things that they'd prepared and just go with what's happening in a moment. So I think that helps me with the, the Sunrise gig because I'm actually listening to what, the random old mate that I run into at the cricket club is saying that if he says something really funny or interesting I want to know more about, then we dig into it. So I really like the, the order that I was lucky enough to do it in radio, then TV. Sorry, mate, I wasn't listening. What was that about the the radio thing? <laughs> this would never happen with Alan Jones. <laughs> oh, no, it wouldn't. He's a professional broadcaster. Never allowed me out no, at no, night. I mean me being allowed on TV. Oh, yes, that's absolutely correct. You are spot on. He would probably get Amanda Keller, who is a fantastic nominee for the Gold Logie. What a lovely woman she is, really. I mean, that's where I'd be placing my votes if I was going to vote yeah, anyway. That's, um, that's great. Yeah. Um, And she's chatting to you live on a Friday night, is she? No, she's not as available as you are. Um. (laughs) I mean, can I just check? Let's have an honest conversation. You know, you're a mate of mine, Derek. We've been friends for a few years. We've worked together on a number of projects. Um, None of them successful. Um, (laughs) How many people did you approach from the uh, Gold Cologie number heat list before you got to me? Hang on a second. I've got got quite a few pages here. All of them. Hang on. Tell me I was before Costa from Gardening Australia. Oh, hang on. No, no, I'm back into I'm back into the staff now. There was a producer of a gardening segment I was going to talk to who has once met Costa, and he said no. Um, but we got you, and that's that's fantastic, mate. Before I let you go, because you're probably desperate to go and live your life, um, and when I say desperate to live your life, I mean as a lonely man with a cat. Um, <laughs> I follow you on Instagram. A lot of people who do know a lot about you know that you have a, a fantastic rescue cat, a Bermilla cat called Coco, uh, that quite right. frankly I think you have a borderline unnatural relationship with. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you threw the word borderline in there. <laughs> you, do, you do love your pet. And I always say this, a, a good sign of a, of a human being is somebody who truly treats and loves animals with respect and care. Uh, but it was a rescue cat, and it's not even feral. Like you've got, you've got the good rescue cat, haven't you? <laughs> I have. I've been really lucky. I actually got Coco while I lived in Perth from the RSPCA, and she is a Bermuda, so half Burmese, half Tintua, and she only has one tooth left, which means that she has a condition, quite a serious condition, called RBF or resting bitch face. So that's <laughs> part of why she um, is so popular on Instagram. She's approaching ten thousand followers, and she's starting to actually get. Um, business inquiries. Like, people oh, are starting to say, oh, I should be available to be in this campaign. And I'm like, yeah, guys, I'm also available to do campaigns. But, um, 
Yeah, she is amazing. And I, I have two rescue cats, actually. I'm a huge animal lover. I would have dogs, but with my travel, I can't. But yep. yeah, I'm, I'm at Sydney Dogs and Cats Home. I've been an ambassador with them for almost a decade. And I'm a huge advocate of getting a rescue animal as opposed to going to a breeder. Yeah, look, it's a great thing. Me personally, I, I go to a breeder because um, I want quality. But I mean, I think I think what you've done is fantastic. <laughs> no, nah, I, I shouldn't be so you, rude. You lost half your audience, mate. No, I He's know. Eighty. No, I know. Look, I, I have zero say in what pets we have in my house, mate. I can tell you that <laughs> right now. I have no say in anything that goes on in my home. Sam Mack, uh, the Logies are next Sunday uh, from the Gold Coast. You, of course, nominated for gold, uh, along with Amanda Keller, Costa from uh, Gardening Australia, uh, Eve Morey from uh, Neighbours. I have no idea who that is. Uh, Roger Corsa, uh, Tom Gleeson, and Walid Ali, if... If, by some chance, Sam Mack, you did not win this utterly rigged competition, who would win the Gold Logie? Oh, look, I'd have to say Amanda Keller. Like, you're right. What you said before, she is an absolute delight. She's wickedly funny. I'm lucky enough to, you know, know her personally, and I think that she deserves it. Uh, If anyone else wins it, it's absolutely rigged. But mm. if it's Amanda Keller, then mm. no, I think that it's a, it's a fair reflection of what Australia thinks. Sam Mackey, you're a gentleman. You take a joke well. You're always playful. and People like you because you're sincere. You are a terrific bloke. And I genuinely thank you for speaking to me on a Friday night when you could be uh, holed up in bed with your cat in a very, very natural relationship, just as a pet owner and their pet. Uh, mate, thank you very much for speaking to me. You're a champion. Best of luck for the gold, Logie. Mate, thank you, Mary. And um, congratulations on, on making the transition. It's good to hear on the radio and you on the radio not having to throw to an Eagle Eye Cherry song. So it's a big, big moment for you. <laughs> Take care, Sam Mac. Thank you, mate. <laughs> See you, mate.